The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice of those rocking it on the other side. Today, you will learn and get inspiration from Walter Gear, a chief experience design officer with over 20 years of experience in the digital advertising space. Walter is currently at VML YNR, where he leads the experience design team. Previously, he was SVP, Group Creative Director at TBWA World Health, where he was responsible for creating transformative digital and innovative creative solutions for clients. Walter is known in the advertising space for creating compelling mobile advertising experiences that have reinvented and revitalized the way brands and advertisers connect with consumers through a multitude of digital platforms. He has a total of six U.S. patents for digital ad formats, and he has developed ad products and implemented creative strategies for a variety of publishers and leading technology and media companies, including Google, Viacom, New York Times, and MySpace. In addition to his impressive work in the industry, Walter has interviewed a range of notable individuals, including Pusha T, Randy Jackson, Lamar Odom, and Gary Vee. He is also a strong advocate for sending the elevator back down. We explore what it means to send the elevator back down and why it's important for creating a more diverse and inclusive industry. We also dive into the impact of advertising diversity on brands and their connection with consumers, and Walter shares some of his experiences and insights on the topic. So, without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Walter here. Before we do, you can connect with Walter. And you can see his recommended resources tailored just for you on our Instagram. Head over there and give us a follow. We are on IG as Breaking and Entering Pod. All one word, Breaking and Entering Pod. Now on with the show. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, I'm your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. All right. Walter Gear, welcome to the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. How are you doing today? Good, man. Good, good, good. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm good. It's early here in Chicago and you're in you're in Long Island, correct? It is. Yes, I am. Yes, I am in Long Island. And it is early, man, but we're gonna make this work. Yeah, I'm pumped. Well, this is how I, I operate best in the morning. So I'm a morning person. Are you? Uh you know what? I to be honest with you, I get my bit I get my best work done at like 1 a.m., which is odd. Oh my goodness. But it's, it's important to know that, right? Yeah, it's it's just quiet. No one's bothering. There's no emails coming through. You can just kind of zone out, play a little bit kids? of music. I do. I do. One, one uh, eight-year-old beautiful little girl named Ayan. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm sure that can get busy, right, with work and family. It gets busy, man. Look, I'm doing like, like you know, my wife and I have her in a dance, like on a competition team. Okay. And I am, it is like six days a week, a couple hours a day. It is like literally for anyone listening out there who has a kid doing competition, anything, it's a, it's a commitment. <laughs> is she, is she good? I mean, they're de- defending national champions. Doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and so, yeah, so we'll see how the season goes. Nice. Well, that's awesome. You're doing something right and good for her. Congrats. Thank you. Um, and you found some, speaking of success, you found a lot of success in your career and your life as well. 
from, from your LinkedIn here, Chief Experience Design Officer at VML YNR. Is that accurate or has that been bumped up? That since? is totally accurate, man. If they want to, if they're listening and want to bump it up, we could work hey. on that too. <laughs> what's after that? What's 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 next over there? I don't even know, man. I gotta figure that out myself. Okay, gotcha. So the podcast, and I know you've interviewed like some incredible people. I saw you interviewed Pusha T, yep. Randy Jackson, yep. Lamar Odom, yeah, and Gary V. Uh, it's just some people just to name it off. Yep. Some people that are incredible. So you you know how to interview people. So take this where you want to go. But my vision of this podcast is to help aspiring advertisers break into the industry. Now, we also get people that listen in that are currently in the industry, want to grow more, just want to learn more, we find out. So we're talking to aspiring advertisers for the most part. So I want to learn more about you and your job at VML YNR and how you got there. So let's kick it from the top. What is what is VML YNR? What does a chief experience design officer mean? Yeah, I mean, we are, we are a creative agency. We sit within uh, WPP. Um, and, uh, you know, part of the reason why I came here is because there, there are not so many people that understand what it means to truly be re- like rooted uh, in the digital space. And so not necessarily digital because everybody is digital, but like in terms of what experience means. Right. And then specifically, you know, CX. And I think when you merge or you bridge together technology design and really experience, you can create opportunities that really are magical and meaningful for individuals, opportunities that really change people's lives. Um, so, you know, you know, I've been in this advertising space for about 24 years now, um, about four years in on the agency side. And I gotta tell you, it's just been really a dream opportunity to work with some of the brands that are over here and can create, you know, experiences that are just really impactful with people that are really fucking smart uh, and a lot smarter than me, which is dope. Um, it helps, yeah. yeah. It definitely helps, right? Uh, and here's the thing too. So in, in in my role, you know, within experience design, uh, we like we partner with uh, creative, right? And, and 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 we essentially are the folks that help kind of support the big idea for creatives and whatnot, right? The creatives will run off and do manifestos and, and all that nature. But our job is really, you know, imagining next, right? And when I talk about imagining next, it's like the next time that you engage with the brand, what is that experience like? And a lot of that is dependent upon where you are and what you're doing and who you are, right? So, you know, it is when, you know, you get out of bed and and they turn on Alexa, right? It is when they're on their commute to, to work and they're listening to some random podcasts like this, right? Or, mm-hmm. or it is when they see an out-of-home display or when they... So, like, it is every opportunity you meet them. So, you know, we look at the entire, uh, you know, consumer journey and essentially take those different endpoints, those points of where they are, uh, and essentially, you know, the manifestation of that is a, as a, as a potential opportunity to actually reach someone in, 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 in a meaningful way. Uh, in a nutshell, I mean, without dragging it out. No, that totally makes sense. It, it's like meeting the consumer where they're at in those touch points and then yep. making an experience with the brand and make them interact with the brand, correct? Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. What is is that similar to media planning? I'm not an expert in media, but isn't wouldn't, wouldn't that be like placement and understanding where they're at the right time, the right person? I think I mean, part of that is right because when we think about you know experience design, it is like I mean the, the average person will think, oh, okay, it's like UX UI, right? And you guys build websites and apps, and I think that is part of it, mm-hmm. right? But it is also like when that individual goes to social, you know, what does that experience look like across social media? 
right? Is it tapping into an influencer in a specific way, right? Is it's like it's also like it can be television broadcast too, right? So so you know when when you see a QR code on a screen that you then trigger to do something else, that is an experience, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, I mean it's 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 interesting because media does play a part of that because it plays a part of the journey and our focus is entirely the journey beyond just like I'm sitting down in front of a screen, right. To watch a a show. Mm -hmm. Do you have like an interesting example case study that you're super proud of recently that kind of encapsulate what we're talking about in like really benchmark example of this? Yeah. I mean, I think Pfizer was a great example, right? Because when we talked about Pfizer and, you know, we, you know, helped launch the vaccine, it was a pretty incredible opportunity. And I say that because, you know, how many brands could actually say that they have literally changed the world, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Saved the world, right? And when you came out of this, this, you know, two, three year long pandemic to see that a pharma company is actually at the top, like top of the food chain in terms of largest brands in the world is, is, pretty stunning. I mean, you wouldn't have thought that to be the case four or five or six years ago. Right. And I think that what was interesting about that approach is we all saw it in real time, how all, like everyone had different approaches and opinions about the vaccine, right? Oh, it's going to put a chip in me. It's going to fucking track me, right? Mm-hmm. Or it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's going to kill me or kill my brother, my cousin. It's like, it's it was it was crazy, crazy. time. Crazy. So, um, you know, and I get it, right? Like everyone thought like the world's coming to an end and we're stuck at our homes and it was, it was, craziness um but i think what was really interesting is that is like you know partnering with our strategists and really digging into understanding this audience and understanding who they are right and understanding how to actually like message to the right person like we're not talking about a typical campaign you're like oh we're gonna target men this way and females this way it is like no it was like way above and beyond that it was like targeting by location targeting by like like demo it's like you know, white folks versus black folks versus Hispanic folks that like versus age and whether you're young or old. And there were so many different. There's larger you know, buckets you're saying, because we can get pretty tailored and pretty customized in our segmentation. But you're saying for this, just because yeah. it is a larger, like everybody needs this product. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was way, it was way broad. And so, you know, it was interesting because again, it was like, we had to lean heavily into like DCL, dynamic creative optimization to really target people, even through media, to get the messaging right. And, uh, and you know, I mean, we're all back in the real world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something went right, right? Something went right. But I, even like, you know, that's that's recent. Uh, you know, if we go back sometime, you know, I think one of the funnest creatives I've made uh, in my career was probably one of the most disruptive is what, what I did with Netflix uh, and the uh, series called Black, uh, Black Mirror. So if yeah. you... Yeah, yeah, so, of course. yeah, so anyone who's listening doesn't know Black Mirror. It's like this crazy show and the use of technology and how it basically disrupts and just screws up the entire world in a very real way. It's um, scary. It's yeah. scary because you're like, that could this, happen. We're not too far from some of those <laughs> scenarios, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So what was dope about that is, is when they came to us and they were like, hey, we um we just want to scare the shit out of as many people as possible. How can we do it? And I'm like, all right, so who's your target audience? They were like, everyone. <laughs> another wow. another broad audience segmentation nice. yeah way broad so um we're like okay so i thought about what it is we could do and at the time i was at a company where we used location-based advertising location, mm-hmm. you know geo-targeted ads and whatnot and so we thought wow you know what if we could actually create an ad that literally scared the shit out of people by telling them we know exactly where they're at and then showing them a picture of where they're at in the ad 
So, oh so what we did is we made it, we, it was for mobile devices, we made it look like your screen, your screen cracked for a quick second to make you like draw your attention or draw your eye down. And once we drew your eye down, we said, um, we know what you're watching, but do you know who's watching you? And then we showed a picture of the outside of your house with Google Street Views. Uh, yeah, street, yeah. And, uh, oh my and, uh, goodness. And, uh, and then, it, you know, then after that, you know, we wrote your address down in the ad and everything. And then it said, you know, like, whatever this ad brought to you by whatever Netflix, Black Mirror, whatever. And the amount of people that complained to publishers oh, yeah. to tell them oh, to yeah. that ad down, what the fuck is this? What is this? Why are you tracking my house? I mean, it was disruptive as hell. Uh, yeah, and it worked. And it worked. <clears throat> Did you guys get in trouble? Like, so... I'm talking about it now because that was like six or so years ago. But like at the yeah. time, uh, Adweek came and did an, did an interview of, with, with me. Then they brought up that ad. They had seen it. And at the time, I couldn't really comment on it. Adweek wrote about it anyways. And then like what was surprising is like Netflix, they, I guess their legal team scrubs content like all the time when it comes to anything like their name and the word data. Yeah. Because like, yeah. 20, like within 24 hours of that article posting, we got a call and they're like, what are you doing? You can't talk about it. it was like it was all kinds of shit and drama. Because Netflix is they're, they're really, you know, they're 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 really big on their privacy in terms of their data. No, I, I interviewed somebody at Netflix and I had to, I never was able to post it. Yeah, yeah. It was great. So I got I got in a little bit of trouble. So you were working for Netflix at the time? No, no, they were a client. They okay. Client. What yeah. was the agency? It wasn't an agency, it was actually an ad an ad tech company that I worked at. Gotcha. Yeah. Is that where you got your multiple patents? Because I, I right here that you have like five or six patents. Yeah. So those those were um, those were earlier in my career. So I mean, you gotta understand the the, the internet, uh, the places we have to engage now is just entirely different than it was like in ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, and two thousand eight, etc. I think when I got those, um, you know innovate to innovate now is about the use of data and what you can do with it and what you can extrapolate from an individual and how relevant you can make it sure. uh, innovation earlier on in our space is about how disruptive can you be can we just get in front of someone's face can we follow them be annoying and then hopefully at some point they'll click on this ad to go do a thing um so the the first one that was not patented but probably the most impact one of the more impactful creators i worked on is i worked on, with a small team in new york times and uh at the time we looked at the prompt because every innovation is about solving a problem, right? A lot of people say, well, what can I do with AI instead of saying, okay, what's the problem? Oh, a solution is AI. And so the problem at the time when I was in the New York Times was, well, geez, now that we're getting into this, like these ads and rich media, like we're targeting people, but um, we see them once, like how do we continue the conversation every time we see them? So we thought, okay, well, we're using cookies to actually log into the site. Why don't we actually use a cookie to actually track an individual? Because when they come into the site, we know that they, they're there for X amount of time and then we turn it off. Mm -hmm. So what we ended up doing is, okay, let's see if we, we see that if the ad sees a person one time, then the next page view within our site, we're going to actually notice, notice that and then serve them a second ad, a third ad, a fourth, a fifth. And so we, we follow them and basically target them five times in a row and then change the creative so that time one, they see this time two, they see that three, four, and five. And we call them surround sessions. What they are now called is sequential messaging. Nice. Right, which essentially is, you know, you go to a site, you see a pair of sneakers or something, you decide I don't want it. You go to Instagram, Facebook, wherever, and it's like, holy shit. shit, these sneakers are following me everywhere I go. Like retargeting, is that another? It's actually, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, beyond that, you know, probably one of the patents that's probably mo most impactful that I've executed was um, uh, something called skippable pre-roll. Right, so when okay, people do five, four, three, two, one, and then skip. So you made that? Yeah. Yep. Yes. 
Wait, so you're telling me you made the skip ad like YouTube button? <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. So what's funny about that though is this: the the first version of that was actually what I called it was was fast forward, right? So so the way it worked is that um actually the first demo we did was for Pepsi, Pepsi, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone, you know, we had a 30 second spot and everyone was doing thirties and fifteens. And I was like, Jesus, it's gotta be something else. Um, uh, what if we could create a way to skip the ad? And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. No brand is going to let you skip their fucking content. It's just not right. Content. Right. And so I was like, well, so the first, because of that pushback, I basically, the first iteration was, uh, you get a 30 second spot for Pepsi, right? And the lower left-hand corner, I had a Pepsi bottle, you know, the bug units lower, mm-hmm. like. So bug units, when you see the like the little ad in the left or right hand corner of that ad, of a of a video ad, right? Okay. A little, so like I invent I, that's one of my patents as well, or like the lower third, which is like the banner that's in the in the ad. Like I okay. that, yes, that's one of, that's one of my patents as well. Damn. So 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 what we did awesome. we use the lower. Th- thank you. We use the bug unit, which is a little it was a little bottle of Pepsi in the left hand corner of the ad, mm-hmm. and it said pour to pass. Right. So if you scrolled your mic, your mic, your, you mouse. your mouse over your uh, the bottle, then your mouse turns in the bottle. You know, that old little interactive shit. That, yeah. You know, size. And then the bottle would turn upside down and then it would pour Pepsi into the video screen. Right. Oh, cool. So you can move it around. And then what happens is it took your 30 second spot and it would take five seconds which is the amount of time for pre-roll. Right. Five, four, mm-hmm. three, two, one, skip. It took five seconds for the video to basically fill up with Pepsi. And then it was done. It would basically skip you right into the to the uh, the thing that you the uh, whatever thing that you're meant to watch. Yep. And in the lower lo- lower left hand corner, it said this skip was powered by Pepsi. Perfect. Right. So now problem was problem solved. It was like oh great great. Now instead of just a skip, like you're actually interacting with the brand, and then the interaction with the brand is a more positive one than sitting back and actually watching. So right. the the idea sold through. The problem though was that it became such an interactive thing to build out every single time. It was hard mm-hmm. to scale. Uh, yeah. and then, and then uh, our folks over at YouTube basically came along and, fo- and, uh, and basically copied. <laughs> right, right, right. But that makes sense. To me, it sounds like you might be an enemy of advertising. You showed the black mirror, like you, you showed people that we know where you're, where you're living and you kind of scared people and showing some of the dark sides of advertising. And then you also were the person that created basically the skip ad button. Yeah. So how do you respond to that? Like, are you, are you a hero or are you against advertising? Is my nah, it's interesting. I mean, I think when you think about advertising, it's all about like, how do you disrupt and how do you uh, create breakthrough opportunities that, that are just different, that are unique. And, you know, people want to feel as though when they interact with the brand, you're giving me something in return for my time, right? It's an even exchange. So for me, it's always about, you know, how do you do something that just, you know, creates an opportunity to, to, to make someone happy, right? To, to, to feel thankful. And I think like that interactive, you know, skippable pre-roll, the original version of it is like, dude, thanks. Like that's fucking great. I didn't want to watch, want to watch this shit in the first place at a time where they're force feeding thirties down everyone's fucking oh, throat. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was TV and they're so not the same. Yeah. And you, it, it makes you feel better about the brand when you interact with it. So is that, these are all, are these all examples of experience design interacting with the brand? Yeah, absolutely. And all in different ways. Yeah. I mean, in, in, in what our team does really well too, is like really kind of looking at technology as a, as a resource to actually creating opportunity. Right. And it's, it's interesting too, is like when you, you know, when you think about what it is that we do, there's almost like three gateways in, right? Like the first is like, when we see a brand, um, 
when you see a brand for the first time, like we, the brand wants to treat you like, Hey, like you're, you're, Hey, you're welcome to come in my house and come into my house and I'll, I'll get everything that you need. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's really, you're a guest the first time you see a brand. Right. And then the way we think is like, okay, now the second time we see you to interact again, right. Based on where you are and what you're doing, right? we're going to act a little differently. Right. You like we've introduced ourselves to you already. Right. Now we want to actually, you know, welcome you and it lets you get some of the things that you're, you, you, you already know. Right. So like, go for, go to, go to the fridge, get it. You know where everything is over there. Yep. We've created this space for you. Right. That because we know what it is that you like. And, that is like, you know, the first time as a guest, the next time we're treating them like family, right? right. And then right. the third time we see you, then it's about we want, we we expect you or like to hope that you are now our advocate, right? right? So, so you like us so much that now we're going to give you tools and resources that allow you to go and actually share and, 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 and tell your friends about us and tell your friends that actually come. So it's like this kind of cycle of like guest family advocate, guest family advocate. And so every time we see them, how do we actually find ways to create that type of relationship? Ah, this is incredible. I, I'm just thinking, I was just trying to think of examples. I don't know. I just bought a pair of Levi jeans. Like they had this deal to, I don't know, some discount. And I told my friends about it. So I just, maybe I am advocating for the, like yeah, the Levi jeans. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, understand too, it's like we, how we engage with how brands engage with people now is also way different than it was five, six, seven, eight, ten 10 years ago, because sure. Now, you know, with the advancements of technology and, and the, I mean, look, we see on average 4,000 to 10,000 ads every single fucking day. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so in that space and, and we don't, it's hard to even imagine that, but that just shows you how like fucking zoned out we are. Right. And, 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 and like not focused in on things. Yeah. We're used yeah. to it too. Like it's totally. Saturated. Yeah. totally. So now it's like when you when you find a way to actually reach out and, and, and engage with someone, you gotta you gotta find really smart and interesting ways. And relevancy is a, is is oftentimes the the most important uh, one. I love it. I'm curious now. So like, what if somebody wants to break into experience design, or you're talking to your younger self? Like, what's their correct route? What do you need to study? Is there school involved? Like, what would you say to somebody listening, saying, what advice to break into this specific discipline and yeah. advertising? I think that's a really good question. I think with with what we do and even any creative role, right? Um, you have to be someone that's really inquisitive, right? Mm -hmm. And I think really so in XD, right? It's like someone that really wants to understand the 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 what and the why, right? Like, okay, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? How are they doing it? Right. Um, you know, most certainly individuals who are strong in design, right? But also more thoughtful about the approach. Because look, they're Great designers are fucking dime a dozen. There's tons of them out there, right? But it, really, it's it's ones that are rooted in technology, but also very thoughtful in the approach to the design and the approach to actually engaging someone. Thinking through, okay, when someone, I'll just boil it down to a site, right? When someone comes to the site, what is a like? What is a typical way that they, most people interact when they come to the site? What is the first thing they do? Or they they typically look from left to right to down, right? So it's thinking through these these ways of engagement and then designing and creating around that. All right, so so you know there are tons of courses and and and, and certifications and whatnot. Like I myself, and everyone's different. I myself am not. I can't say I'm not a fan of it, but like I could give a shit whether someone has a degree or not. Mm -hmm. Right. For me, it's about just someone who's just you know really good at thinking out of the box and thinking differently. Right. Um, how do I you mean, how do you analyze that though? Like if you're interviewing somebody yeah. or you're looking for new talent, like what's a test for that? 
I mean, a couple things. I think it's one in, in a simple conversation, just like learning and understanding what it is they're passionate about within our space, right? It's, you know, people that, you know, you have top, you can have conversations around random areas of advertising, people that just get or already know it, like people that like are very studious in it. Uh, but also it's funny when I worked at MySpace, you know, I used part of my interview process was I'd say, what's, what's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite site? Like, what's the site you go to most? And let's say someone says ESPN.com. All right, cool. I'll be right back. And then, so I'd print out a big ass page of the homepage and a oh, big ass, like, I like big this. Ass, yeah, a big ass interior page sure. and then a big ass article page. And then I give them a shit ton of markers and I'd say, I'm going to give you 30 minutes and and what I'd love to do is like draw out an ad format that is not an IAB standard format. And here's a printout with IB format, 728 by 90, 960 by 250, like you know, this and just and I know this is really hard, but just any brand you want, just think of a solution and how it could potentially work. And mm. there and that was for me a way of like really seeing like how did like really like are these people really thoughtful, right? Or very creative thinkers. And I'll I'll never forget this one. This one dude, after like five, 10 minutes alone, came back out and he's like, Hey, he's like, Can you print out like three more of these of each? And I was like, Sure. And I'm thinking, This guy must have fucked up or whatever. Right. And so I gave it to him. And then when I came back, this guy had like fucking pop outs, like a pop out book and like pages behind pages. And you pull this one this way and you pull this here. And it was like the craziest shit that I've ever seen. Like he was cutting stuff or like, yeah, I mean, it literally, he was like cutting holes and stuff. So like when he'd like pull one thing open, you see something behind it. And like it was like literally like a pop up book. Hired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Did you hire him? Yeah. <laughs> How'd it turn out? How'd it turn out? Great, man. Great, great, great. But it's like, you know, some of the best creatives I worked with, man, are just people that just are like constantly reading the stuff, constantly like thinking. And like, you know, I like people that are okay with breaking shit. Right. Because when you're when you want to break shit, you're, you're the way you're approaching things is just entirely different. And people that are just entirely open, open to failing because like you got to fail a bunch to succeed. Even like those. So when I was at Viacom, um, I had five of those six patents. And I got to tell you, you know, for the time I was there, I was basically spending like with my team and then externally spending ten thousand dollars a month on three, three demos a month right from a, from a third party and so you know $120,000 a year essentially uh 36 demos and of the 36 right we only found five that really worked and really like two of them that were truly truly sellable so gotcha. that's a year of work so that just goes to show you that like it took a lot to get to those solutions and people think it's like a, let me just come up with one big idea then this is it it, it doesn't work like that yes that that's what what does it mean by demo then also just to clarify to the audience yeah 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 so so it's when you're designing like a functional version of something right and you could use like figma figma is a, tool, a design tool and it's like it's not really you could figma you could build like a fake app it's not a real yeah. app but you can go like here, use your mouth and around and, yeah. yeah and it moves around and stuff etc definitely definitely just want to clarify yep. totally agree I, I i think this is incredible um so i guess looking back now to your past self if you had to give yourself uh, your younger self advice you know you talk about sending the elevator down yeah. what would you say to your your young self getting into this industry what advice about breaking into advertising knowing what you know now would you give to yourself i mean uh you know relationships matter 
right? Mm-hmm. People people hire based on relationships. And now in a time, especially for any young folks that are watching now, listening now, it's like, you know, we 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 live in a time where like you you go search for a job and then you click submit and then it's done. And like 700 other people just did the same thing within the last 24 hours. Yeah, so on the easy apply and LinkedIn. Right, yeah. right. So it's like, you know, shit, man, I get like 600 applications for a, submissions for a job. And then like, you're like realistically, because the recruiters looking for all kinds of people, they might look at 10 of those, right? And then send those 10 to me. And then I might end up get looking at five of them and pulling out two of them. Right. Right. So, so, so there's a lot of people that just don't get that opportunity, not because they suck, just because like nature of the game, there's a lot of fucking people flying. So relationships matter, right? Number one, number two is, um, don't be afraid to try things, right? Try new things. I, if you look my LinkedIn, I, I did a lot of different shit. I was like a product manager. I was a front end engineer. I was a designer. I was like, I, you know, I VPCD, like I did a lot of different things because my approach and thought was, you know, if I know a lot uh, and can do a lot, then I, I just want to be like a pentathlete in this space, right? And I should be a lot more dangerous. I worked on the media stuff. I worked on brand stuff. Like I did a lot. Um, so continue to be inquisitive and don't be afraid to actually try new things. And the, lastly, I would say, you know, um, don't be afraid to speak up, right? And part of speaking up is also being authentic, right? And in in you don't realize it when we are quiet in rooms and not authentically ourselves and not showing up as ourselves, then, you know, you, 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 you're not able to take up the appropriate space needed in the room for people to actually see and understand, you know, how you shine. And yeah. you're absolutely dimming your light. If you're, if you're kind of just shutting up and not speaking up. Scary. Yeah. Scary. So especially when you're first starting out, like my first year, I didn't want to say anything, especially on the, these virtual calls that we're having more and more. So it's hard to like find the time naturally to speak up in a, in a meeting or with executives too. Yeah. So how do you like, it, it might be easier to say now that you are at the top here or yeah. you know, very high up, but I guess like, what are some practical pieces to build confidence and, and to really find your authentic voice? That's a really hard one hit. I would, I would say that, you know, the younger generation, the ones that are 21, 22, 23, this younger, these younger folks coming up are way more authentic than 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 me and my generation and whatnot. Um, I think they are way bolder. I think they are way more confident. Uh, their access to information is way beyond anything we ever had. So I just think naturally that group of individuals are already. But I mm-hmm. think this is like it's also a thing that takes time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I've spoken on stage in front of, you know, two, three thousand people. And, and, you know, first time speaking in front of two people, I would shit my pants, man. My hands was nervous and you know, barely moved the, the, my hand on the mouse on the, on the, on the, or on the, on the laptop. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, it's a muscle you have to work. It's just like exercising and lifting, right? It's like you, the more you do it, the easier it gets, right? And the bigger it gets. So it's like, you know, you got to keep working it, man. And just, and here's the thing, when we're in a time where we're on Zooms like this and everything, um, you know, the person that doesn't speak up or the person that has their camera off is a person that gets forgotten because it's different from like walking into a room now and you're in a meeting and you have five, six, seven, ten people in the room and they see you. But when they don't see you on a video call now, it's like you're pretty much non-existent. And in the agency space, non-existent is not good because as soon as you're non-existent, that means you're non-billable. Non-billable means you don't have a job. Right. <laughs> That's why I show up every day. Like, <laughs> I try my best to show up and be on camera as yeah. much as possible. Yeah, That's just my own thing. Yep. Um, and you also talk about speaking up. I wanted to also bring up how you, you, you host these, do you still host these chats with agency 
or like industry leads uh, to talk about diversity numbers and and like i think you did this with mark pritchard is that correct are you still doing these yeah yeah i you know people you know it wasn't like when i was doing those they weren't like scheduled things like next month sure. next, like i think yeah. for me it was a lot about like being in the moment and being in the moment uh having things i, I want to say or get off my sure. chest and inviting people to the table um I too, will, I will be doing another series that will be coming out. I think in June, end of June, I think, um, calling, uh, calling, calling it the process. And what we're doing is really interviewing, interviewing black creatives who are not in the advertising space um, to talk about their process uh, to creating a particular thing. Nice. So I'll have a, a series of of um, celebrities that I'll be interviewing. Um, I have. Uh, uh, we're going to be recording at Marcus Samuelson's restaurant, Red Rooster in Harlem. Um, nice. you know, they're going to be just like 30, 25 to 30 minutes in and out real quick. So I have uh, some actors. I have uh, some famous musicians. Uh, Come on, give us some. Give, yes. give us a teaser. Um, so Her Harry Lennox is one. Okay. Uh, and Harry Lennox, if you if you, you search him real quick, he was in like, I mean, he's like the one guy, like you don't know his name, but then you see him, you're like, oh, my God, yeah, oh, I know. No. Of he's course, on, he's on the blacklist. He's in yep. like Superman. Uh, he's in like the Avengers. Like he's in tons of fucking movies, man. Right. Um, so I got him. His process, uh, yeah. like for acting and creating, and yeah. So we're gonna talk about one one of his specific roles, and then get into the weeds of like how like how he got there, right? Um, and then uh, I got a he's I got four, a, by the way. He's tall. Yeah, yeah. Just let you know. <laughs> I got a Cameron. He's a hip hop artist, rapper. Okay uh who who'll be good uh i got uh april walker april walker is like the, the the one of the biggest fashion designers you've never heard of but like also like you know she, she had the walker wear design she uh she basically dressed every single hip-hop artist in the 90s like incredible stories about tupac right tupac and dressing him nice. and like uh so i got a, i got a handful of other folks too so nice. some interesting folks man it'll be fun i'm excited for that thank you so that When's that coming out? Uh, I think perhaps late, likely late June. I think we're going to be recording uh, the end of this month. How do you have time, you know, for these projects? You have a, you're yeah. a child, you have a yeah. family, and yeah. you, you're high up in, in a large, one of the largest agencies in the world. Like, yeah. just how do you balance everything? It's a challenge, man. I mean, these are things that, like, I don't get paid for. Like, this recording and these things, it's like we're shooting four people in one day on a Saturday. Probably start at 5 a.m. and be done. You pack by it all in. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Know, prepare. Yeah. I mean, just I just I try to find quick ways to actually just shoot it in, like, seven, eight hours and then be done with it. Um, yeah. You know, for me, part of why I do all this is because I know, like, I, I there were opportunities where I, I reached out to people want to have conversations and they didn't. Right. So like I, I, you know, when you reach out to leaders on LinkedIn, hey, can I ask you this question? They just fucking totally disregard you. So, you know, my thought was always like, you know, giving back and how do I actually create the opportunity to inspire the next generation of creatives? Uh, and so that is kind of what that is about. And so when I invite people to the table, that's like that is the conversation. Like, hey, this is about inspiring other creatives. And quite frankly, um, you know, like I don't get paid for that and I don't pay any of these celebrities for that. And I don't, you know, I launch these things and I'll be launching this like video blog, podcasting, whatever they call them. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm not asking for any brands to be associated because I don't want to get paid for it. This is an opportunity to give back. I love it. Well, we, we appreciate it. I mean, you've amassed an incredible following and your influence is incredible Thank and you. your messages are incredible. 
So I want to thank you for coming on here. Is there anything else you want to get out to the people? How can people find you and connect with you and listen in and find out where you're at? Sure. I mean, most of these conversations happen through Instagram. So at third years, like a three R D G E E R S. Uh, and then I also say, go follow Gino. This dude's dope. So finally hey. catch him on LinkedIn, catch him on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Hey, I appreciate you. <laughs> all right. Amazing. Well, thanks you. Thank you for taking the time. I know we could talk so much more, but I'll just have them go out and reach out to you directly and Appreciate follow you, all your content. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode of the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us and help us grow and get better guests and better break-ins if you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a small review if you have the time. Be sure to connect with our guests if you like what they said by going to our Instagram at breaking and entering pod. It's all one word, breaking and entering pod on Instagram. We have links to their portfolios and their LinkedIn and they want to connect. So do that. And thank yous. Thank you to Mikey Malarkey, our audio engineer, and Buchan Zhang, our creative director. Can't do it without you two. And a team from the University of Illinois. It's a student team from the agency called AdBuzz. They're a PR agency, and it's been a pleasure working with them. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week with another amazing guest. Thank you 